G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Sam, always good to talk to you. And uh, this coming hour, I'm looking forward to getting into this conversation. I did just say to our listeners that uh, you're sitting at home today, not at the office, because you've had uh, something of a sporting incident. Tell us about what happened to you, a little bit of a mishap. All right. Well, I've ruptured the biceps tendon in my arm, so um, uh, well, so I've got a very sore shoulder, and I'm going to need an operation in two days' time. They're going to reattach the biceps tendon back to the bone in my arm. Okay. And uh, I, uh, I guess when you are a doctor, and I think you mentioned you're actually going to have this surgery in the hospital that you work at, uh, you know what's coming. Does that worry you at all? Oh, I totally know what's coming. There are going to be drills and hammers and chisels. So, yes, it's a bit of a worry. So I'm glad I'm going to be asleep for it. <laughs> I imagine so. Uh, Sam, you do a lot of things in your spare time. Uh, uh, boxing? Surfing? Yes, I used to do a lot of rugby, but then the problem was I got a lot of head knocks and got knocked out a bit. A lot of games I don't remember. So I thought I'd do something a bit more tame. So I've taken up surfing and boxing in my midlife. And I think that's contributed to the shoulder injury. So that's always the funny thing about sports. It's meant to make you more healthy, but you seem to get more injured from doing sports. I love what you guys do with the City Bible Forum. And for listeners who have not been so familiar with City Bible Forum, uh, in all the capital cities around the nation, uh, where in the CBD, City Bible Forum works to bring meaning and this message of the gospel into the lives of people who are working in the, in the city centres. Uh, what's, your, what's your reflection on, on working in the Sydney CBD and doing the things that you do with City Bible Forum? All right, yes, well, City Bible Forum, I, what I'm really impressed by these guys is they're always looking for new creative ways of letting people and their friends hear about Jesus in the city. So my role is to give a lot of upfront public talks. So, for example, in the month of May, I'll be giving public talks on Wednesdays, on Wednesday mornings at a coffee shop called Lavello at 7.30 in the morning, and also at Wednesday lunchtimes at a forum at City Tattersall Club at 12.30 p.m., Okay, and uh, and I should say that, uh, you know, if we were describing you and as we get into our conversation this hour, uh, just uh, listeners might want to really participate in this conversation, help to flesh out some of the things we'll talk about. Uh, but you work as a medical doctor. You also have a PhD in theology. Uh, you're called upon regularly to be a conference speaker. You're an ethicist. And I did mention the ex-rugby player. So when we talk about when we talk about this question we're going to discuss today, Sam, life, will I make a difference? That is a big question that every single person who walks on the face of the planet asks. Oh, for sure. And that's why we've picked these series of talks on life. Uh, and more than that, we're just going to break it down into four questions under that umbrella, will I make a difference? We're going to ask four questions like, am I making a difference? Am I somebody to someone? Am I having fun along the way? 
and will I be remembered? And I think we all use these four questions to measure, to measure the quality of our life. Because if we can say yes to these questions, then we can say our life has been significant, worthwhile and of value. Okay, well, let's come to the alternative. And if you are answering no to those questions, and I'll go through those questions and and, and we'll ask uh, listeners, uh, you might like to reflect on these things yourselves. Am I making a difference? Uh, If your answer is no, then you'll be interested in our conversation ahead. Am I somebody to someone? Uh, If the answer is no, you'll need to be listening very intently. Am I having fun? Now, that's one, where, that's one that kids ask when you're on a, a journey. Uh, we might reflect on that sure. too a little bit. You know, if, if your answer to that is, no, I'm not having fun, uh, then uh, we'll be talking about some things that will interest you. And will I be remembered? Uh, if the answer is no, I guess you're looking for some ways that you can turn that around. Uh, let's come back to this first one, Sam. Why, sure. why do we even want to make a difference? All right, well, to make a difference is to add somehow to the world, being a somebody or to the world. And I think we all want to make a difference because at some stage, someone made a difference in our life. And just as we've taken, we need to give something back. I'll give you an example. I've got a friend called Paul, and I once emailed Paul, and I didn't get a reply for a week. And then he emailed me back saying, oh, so sorry for my slow reply. My appendix ruptured. And I was in hospital, but I'm home now, and I'm well. And so as a doctor, I emailed Paul back a bit cheekily, and I said, that is incredible, because if you'd ruptured your appendix 100 years ago, you'd be dead now, because of antibiotics, you're still alive. And so praise God for antibiotics. But it all goes to show that someone, once upon a time, invented antibiotics or discovered them, and because of that, we all expect to live until we're about 80 or 100. So whoever did that sure made a difference in our lives, And I guess we are who we are because along the way, people have made a difference in our lives. And just as people have given, we feel the need to give something back and to also make a difference in somebody's life and maybe even in the world. Sam, is it possible, though, to become so apathetic or distracted from the idea of making a difference? Or even, you know, in our culture here, in our Australian society, for some people, uh, you know, plenty of money perhaps and uh, not really interested in doing anything that might make a difference in someone else's life. Is it possible to get caught up in, in things that distract us and so we actually never make a difference at all? Oh, for sure, because we get so caught up in our own little world. So either we forget uh, what's out there or we forget we are who we are because people did make a difference in our life. Uh, For example, my wife and I have three boys. They're aged seven, five and three. They're a lot of fun. They're a lot of work. Every now and then, my wife and I toy around with the idea, you know, should we have a fourth child? What do you think, a fourth one? And then we have to weigh up the, uh, the factors. Are we too old? Can we afford a child? But we never ask. Is this something worth dying for? Because in Australia, no one, virtually no one dies from giving birth to a child. A mother in Australia has a 0.00007 chance of dying in childbirth. But in developing countries, um, women have a 0.01 chance, a 1 in 100 chance of dying from childbirth. They have a lot of complications, uh, such as, as we know, obstetric fistulas. But as we know, one Aussie is making a difference. Her name is Dr. Catherine Hamlin. For the last 50 years, she's dedicated her life to treating women with complications from childbirth and from fistulas in Ethiopia. She's been nominated twice for the Nobel Peace Prize. 
And I guess her work inspires us that um, this world is greater than what we have around us and this world needs to be better than what it is. And just as we take it, we need to give something back and we too need to look around us and try to make a difference. Well, Sam, I want to invite our listeners to be a part of our conversation and uh, and the sorts of things we're getting into now. Uh, people might like to respond. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. Perhaps you'd like to tell us what has held you back over the years from aspiring to or actually doing something that does make a difference. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of things that might hold you back. Maybe it's been your insecurities or your lack of education or uh, your, uh, you know, perhaps you've been paralysed by fear. Uh, you might like to give us a call, 1-800-316-316. Alternatively to that, you might like to respond and be a part of our conversation today by just uh, perhaps sharing what is it that impacts Empowers you to move forward and to make a difference. 1 800 316 316 is our number. That's 1 800 316 316. Sam, if we're talking through this whole issue of what is it? Uh, what does it mean to make a difference? Uh, what uh, uh, what might be the problems that people typically face when they're trying to make a difference? Well, one problem is that the problems of this world just are too much, too big, too overwhelming. It seems like we can't make a difference at all. And there's a famous parable. Two men are walking along a beach and they see thousands of starfish have been washed up onto the sand from the ocean. If they're left, they will die. So one man just picks up one starfish, throws it back in the ocean. The other man says to him, well, what difference did that make? The man replies, well, to that starfish, it made a difference. But then we could come back, well... Don't stop at one starfish. You need to keep going and going and going. Don't stop, don't eat, don't sleep. Keep going. And there's this feeling that there's always more that we can do, but how can we do so much more? So I've started working in the city this year with City Bible Forum. It's the first time I've worked in the city. I love the energy, the people, the buzz. But I always notice there are a lot of homeless people. So on my way to work, I'm passing a lot of homeless people on the street corners, and I'm just wondering, well, what can I do to make a difference? I could give this person $5.00. But then what do I do with the next homeless person I see and the next one and the next one? So there's always more that we can do. And the problem becomes too much, too big, too overwhelming. And we feel like, well, maybe we can't make a difference at all. So that's at least one problem that I see. Uh, let's talk about money for a moment because for sure. some people uh, money is the way that they see that they do make a difference by giving a donation here, giving a donation there and uh, and that's where they'd stop at giving money. Uh, what are you suggesting when it comes to the way you do make a contribution uh, in making a difference that goes beyond just that simple donation? Oh, for sure. So money does make a difference and every little bit that we do does help but I guess we can be even wiser. So some people suggest that even with a starfish parable, if we want to push it, rather than just throwing the starfish back, we need to ask the question, well, why are the starfish being washed up? Uh, is there a deeper problem that we need to fix up? And to use the homeless person example, like we can also ask, well, why is this person homeless? Has there been some reason that their family's not able to support them? Uh, do we need to support the work of hostels, especially with people with mental illness? So we get asked wiser questions about what structures need to be changed. But at heart, the New Testament is always concerned not so much about what we do, but who we are. So we need to be with people who are content with what we have, trust that God will keep providing, and also look for ways that just as Jesus, who though he was rich, became poor for our sakes, 
how can we sacrificially give and, and uh, uh, so that we can love and care for the people around us? Well, let's take some calls. one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. 316 316 if you'd like to be part of our conversation. Let's hear from Wayne in Cairns. Hello, Wayne. Welcome along to 2020. Oh, top of the mind there. Thanks for your inspirational program there, mate. That's great. Thank you, Wayne, for, uh, for calling in. What are your thoughts on the sort of topic we're talking about today? Well, um, I used to suffer a lot of depression and I, um, I found the power of positive thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. And you, you wake up every day and you, he gives you a, an affirmation to say, you know, I will stay humble and do my best and, and not be depressed. But um, the way the book starts off is like, um, like you're as happy as you make your mind up to be and you can talk yourself in and out of anything. And I think once you get that positive into you and you think, and you, um, and you always change the negative into positive because there's always negative there. So you can change the negative into positive and then you get your mind thinking right and clear your mind and you, know, you are what you eat. You know, you be careful what you put in your body. And um, All right, and let's, Wayne, let's hear from uh, some thoughts on, uh, on what you're uh, discussing there. Sam, your thoughts on what Wayne is sharing? Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, the Bible gives us both the glass half full and the glass half empty. Uh, so we, we can be positive and at the same time we can be uh, critical about things we need to be critical about. So the Bible is very clear. This world definitely is messed up. But at the same time, the Bible says if you look at the whole story of the Bible, uh, it's going to have a happy ending. One day God will fix everything up. He will wipe away every tear. He will right all wrongs. And Jesus is the person who's going to come again and fix that all up. So the Bible is very clear. Like, if we want things to go well, and things will go well, we need to make sure we're on God's side and that uh, we, we, we're on Jesus' side. But at the same time, the Bible also tells us to be critical about what we see around us and to be realistic about what's around us and causing us to make a difference. An amazing theme in the Bible is God does extraordinary things through ordinary people like you and me. So I'm thinking about that story of Jesus uh, who healed the man who was paralysed, uh, but before he did that, he saw the face of the four friends who had to bring the man who was paralysed on a mat to Jesus, then take him up to the roof of the house, dig through the roof and lower him in front of Jesus. And so somehow through these actions of these ordinary friends of the man, Jesus was able to do extraordinary things. So God still works today, trying to make a difference, uh, but through the actions of ordinary people like us. Uh, Wayne is still with us. Uh, Wayne, if I was just uh, teasing out a little bit, uh, interesting concept when you start talking about the power of positive thinking, and uh, I can't remember all the details uh, of the background of Norman Vincent Peale, but I'm interested uh, to hear from Sam uh, when it comes to this idea of looking at the Bible for inspiration and things that would uh, enable us to make a difference in comparison to this idea of simply uh, focusing on the power of positive thinking that gets you out of uh, feeling negative or feeling a bit depressed. Mm. All right, again, I'm not that familiar with a particular author, but I understand uh, the power of positive thinking that we do need to know that somehow there's good in us and we're empowered, we're enabled. I think there's that truth in the Bible uh, and I think there are two mutual truths in the Bible. On the one hand, uh, we're fallen, we're fallible, we're finite, uh, so everything's not as good as it can be. But on the other hand, 
because we are in the image of God and because we are loved by God, we are enabled, we are empowered uh, to think positively about things. But it's based on, not so much on who we are, because just by ourselves we are quite finite, fallen and fallible, but more on how God enables us to be positive because we're in his image and if we love him and if we believe in him, he actually puts his spirit in us and that's what enables and empowers us to be positive. Uh, Wayne from Cairns. Uh, Wayne, thanks so much for being part of 2020 today. Great to hear from you. Let's hear from Lester in Dolby. Hello, Lester. Welcome along to 2020. Are you with us, Lester? Let's go Hi, with... Lester. Hang on. Lester, are you with us? Yeah. After listening to the um, to Wayne and... Uh, what was um, what was uh, his name? Dr. Sam? Sam. Dr. Sam Chan? Yeah. After listening to, to that... Uh, after listening to Wayne and Sam talk, I find myself feeling rather inadequate because I, can't, I don't have any... No need to feel inadequate at all. No, interested in uh, in your thoughts and your um, heartbeat. What, what, what are your thoughts? I do have a copy of that book they were men- that talking about um, by Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. Mm-hmm. I can't say I've read it, but... Uh, I do find myself fitting into all, the, um, all of the... Uh, all of the questions that he was uh, mentioning, I find myself fitting into all of those. All right, so you're able to answer yes to those, uh, making yes. a difference. Uh, am I somebody to someone? Yes. Uh, am I having fun? Yes. Uh, will I be remembered? Yes. Well, what is it? No, Let me I'm ask. I'm able to answer no to all of those. Oh, sorry, did you say no? Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, uh, when you've got, let me just ask then, uh, Sam Chan. Uh, when someone does answer no to all of the questions, what's a good starting point? All right. Well, that's the whole point of these talks, and that uh, we want to answer yes to these questions, but at some level, um, it's not easy to answer yes to most of these questions. So that's why these questions are so probing. That deep, deep down, we fear we're actually answering no to most of these questions. And that's what I'm hoping to answer in these series of talks, that somehow the answer comes in knowing Jesus. Like, for example, am I making a difference? By knowing Jesus, I know I can trust that God one day will fix up everything so the world and its problems aren't too overwhelming. But also by knowing Jesus, I know his spirit lives in me and he's making a difference in my life to start with. And because of the difference he's made in my life, I can bit by bit make a small difference in this world. And again, that's the example of the, the man and the paralyzed man and his friends. That's just true. The actions of ordinary people, Jesus is able to do extraordinary things. And so sometimes even just a little bit that we do uh, really, really matters. Also, if I can keep going, again, in the Bible, the emphasis isn't so much on what we do, but who we are, who we become. Who we are affects what we do. And so the emphasis in the Bible was know Jesus, have his spirit live in you, have him have a fresh start in your life, have him forgive you. And because of our new start and who we are, we can make a difference. So it's more about who we are uh, rather than just the, the, just what we do. Uh, so Lester from Dolby, uh, answering no to those questions, can I ask you if you have a, a growing faith in God? Um, well, my faith has been sort of stalled, um, but because uh, um, I've had um, I've had a few bad experiences in the pa- in the past. Um, uh, like there was one time when I tried to help somebody and I failed him. At least I feel like I failed him. 
and with somebody who um, committed suicide, and I felt like I could have um, could have uh, you know helped him to uh, um, more if I hadn't backed away from him. Hmm. One of those things, and let's hear from Sam, when we do try things in our lives and we want desperately to make a difference and then we have an episode where we feel like we've failed, we might be wanting to draw back and and withdraw so that we're actually not hurting people in our attempts to make a difference. Is that something that you consider, Sam? Yes. If I had more time, we could develop this important theme in the Bible where we have to hold two truths to be true at the same time so one truth is that god is in control he's not distant he's actually near he loves us he's concerned and he's powerful enough to make changes and to make a difference so we just have to trust that god has it all under control in his loving powerful personal plan but the other truth is we have some responsibility to try to make a difference and god uses ordinary people like us to make a difference but we have to hold both true. So when things don't go how we want them to do go, or we feel we failed or we didn't do enough, that's where we have to hold to that truth that God is in control and somehow he knows best. Even though we can't understand what's going on from where we are right now, we just trust that God has in our control, uh, things are going to be okay. Otherwise, we're, we would be overwhelmed by this sense of guilt that we should have done more and this inadequacy that, oh, whatever we're doing isn't enough. So I think we just have to trust that God has a loving, powerful, personal plan for whatever's going on. And Lester, are you part of a local church there in Dolby? Um, Not at the moment. Well, my encouragement to you would be uh, to make that attempt, and you might have had a bad experience or two, but perhaps another attempt uh, that might just sort of see you uh, settle in a place where you can begin to grow in your faith, uh, where you might be able to link with some of the activities of that Probably local church. That I've had a bad experience with the church too. Yeah, well, uh, I think uh, a lot of people who have been around in church life for a long time can identify a lot of bad experiences, and uh, and the way we deal with those is mm. is perhaps the key. Is uh, and, I, and my encouragement to you really is is don't give up. Uh, see if you can make a fresh start, because uh, that will be, I think, a part of the answer to be a- being able to answer yes to some of these big questions in our lives. Uh, Lester from Dolby, thanks so much for being part of 2020 today. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Australia's Vision Radio Network. And what an amazing topic of conversation this hour. You are invited to be a part of our conversation. 1-800-316-316. Asking what for many is a simple question, but as we've already discovered, it's not so easy to answer the right way, uh, the way that answers yes to some very powerful questions about our lives. Life, will I make a difference? Our special guest this hour is Dr. Sam Chan from City Bible Forum in Sydney. And uh, Sam, if I was just recounting these questions, uh, am I making a difference? Uh, you could answer either yes or no to that. Am I somebody to someone? Am I having fun? And will I be remembered? These are so uh, powerful questions once we start to dig a little deeper. Because if someone, if you just ask the, the question flippantly and take that last one, for example, will I be remembered? Uh, well, you sort of have this uh, vague hope 
that somehow or other some of the things you did in your life will be remembered. What you're suggesting is that there's an intentionality that you can have as a Christian believer based on faith in God that can actually do things that will mean you will be remembered. Yes, we're saying that uh, we want to answer yes to these questions, especially will I be remembered question, uh, but often we fear we won't be able to answer yes, so there's this insecurity, there's this doubt, and I guess what I'm trying to say in these series of four talks in the city is that somehow by knowing God, by knowing Jesus, we will be able to say yes to these questions. Well, we're taking calls on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Let's hear from Sean in Cairns. Hello, Sean. Welcome along to 2020. G'day, how you going? Good, thanks. Sean, what are your thoughts on this uh, deep yeah, and meaningful well, topic um, we're talking through? Well, we sort of... It's just ringing bells, too, to do with, like, being, like, you know, the men of, like, Anzacs, you know. We, we become under, like, a brotherhood, okay? So, and what we do to help all our brothers and sisters in Christ, and, you know, I hope that I am definitely making a difference. And the last person that was on there... I pray, Lester, that you do go back because I've had trouble in churches, um, you know, but, but, you know, our Lord Jesus Christ, he forgives us from everything in our life. So, and any people that hold grudges and in churches with all our brothers and sisters, we just have to forgive them, and that's the first key, right? Mark eleven twenty two, right down to 26, have faith in God and believe in your prayer. Pray for forgiveness for them, right? Let them free so you cut it off. So you are free from all that pain and hurt and guilt in your life where you think you've done wrong and you have to just come back. I've, I've rededicated myself to the Lord on a number of occasions where I've slipped up and fallen short. And, you know, but he always says, you know, once that Holy Spirit gets fixed in you, you know, he loves you no matter what. You know what, as I reflect on uh, what Lester was sharing, Sean, and if I was reflecting on the fact that he was so uh, transparent and so happy and ready to admit uh, that he was answering no to all of those questions, you know what, I think there is a lot of us who are listening into this conversation today who are just like Lester. And so, Lester, you have made an incredible difference in the people's lives that are listening into our conversation today just because of your wonderful transparency. But let me just get some thoughts from Sam on some of the things you're talking about, Sean, because you're talking about a brotherhood. Uh, And, you know, a brotherhood, as we reflect on the Anzacs, a brotherhood in our church life experience. Uh, There is a sense, isn't there, that we might not be able to make a difference as easily as an individual. But when we're in a group, uh, we share a big dynamic. Sam, what are your thoughts? Oh, yes, it's a big theme in the Bible that we just need each other. We weren't made by God to go through life alone and we can't survive alone we definitely need each other but another funny big theme in the Bible is uh, it's very hard for people to get along you know uh, the, most of the people in the Bible found it hard to get along with each other so that's another theme in the Bible and I think the Bible just reminds us we're all a work in progress just like we're happy to say well I'm not perfect and I'm a work in progress uh, all the people I guess the brotherhood and sisterhood of Christians around us they're also not perfect, and they're also work in progress, and that's what makes it so hard, on the one hand, to get along, but on the other hand, that's what makes it easy to get along, because we all realize, hey, we're all just as hopeless as each other. We all need each other. We need God as much as each other does as well. And the Bible says um, God deliberately picks 
people like us who are works in progress, who aren't fantastic, who are very ordinary, who are very broken, because it glorifies God, because think, feel when they see us, they think, wow, God, you're amazing. And at the same time, it keeps us humble because we realize God didn't pick us to love us because we were amazing, but he picked us because we were just ordinary, broken, broken, hurt people. Life, will I make a difference? It's the topic of our conversation this hour. You may be wanting to contribute to our conversation. You'll be able to, 1-800-316-316. We're asking a bunch of questions today and uh, bringing out of those questions the meaning and looking forward to things that will inspire us to move forward and dealing with those things that hold us back. Questions like, am I making a difference? Am I somebody to someone? Am I having fun? And will I be remembered? Our special guest is Dr. Sam Chan from City Bible Forum in Sydney. And Sam, you're about to embark on a bunch of forum uh, presentations there in the CBD in Sydney. Uh, what sort of turnout do you normally get for your presentations? And uh, you know, do people do people engage with you? Oh, for sure. That's right. So I'm with City Bible Forum, and in the month of May, I'll be speaking every Wednesday in Sydney. So Wednesday mornings at seven thirty for coffee and breakfast. It'll be at Lavello Cafe, and we usually we get about thirty people turning up in the upper room there. And then at lunch times, we have a lunchtime forum at City Tattersall Club on Pitt Street at 12.30 p.m. And usually we get 80 to 100 people there. And if it's a good time, I give a 20-minute talk, and then we have 10 or 15 minutes of question time. And people really get into it. They love the question time, and people turn up. And there's a good buzz, like at the coffee shop. People hang around afterwards for coffee and breakfast. So I think people are having fun, and they enjoy being there. And it's just a really easy way for people and their friends to turn up and hear about Jesus in the city of Sydney. And it doesn't help everyone leaving, uh, living out in the country, out in the uh, outback areas, who might be listening to our conversation. But for those who live in the capital cities, uh, City Bible Forums in Sydney and in Melbourne, in Perth, in Brisbane, uh, and people can be a part of those when you work in the CBDs. Dr. Sam Chan, our guest, 1-800-316-316. Let's take some more calls. Sophie is in Tasmania. Hello, Sophie. Welcome along to 2020. Oh, thanks very much. I just really wanted to encourage Lester... Um, I went to a very um, spiritually abusive church for a very long time and you just choose not to, not to let it affect your future. If you let things, um, awful things that have happened to you affect your future, um, you don't see God's blessings and, and God just has so much um, planned for all of us um, and he's Lester's just missing out on so many blessings and so many opportunities and God only has wonderful, wonderful things for us and that's including Lester as well. Um, I'm just one person. I work in aged care and I go visit clients in their houses and I just try and be positive and do my best to look after them and, and that sort of stuff and that's just a difference that one person can make. So Lester... Don't look down at your feet, but look up. Look up to God because he loves you and he has wonderful things planned for you. Sophie from Tasmania, thank you so much for your input today here on 2020. And it's not just Lester who's encouraged by those words of wisdom because, Sam, if we, if we reflect back on your starfish illustration that you were talking about a little bit earlier, uh, visiting one person makes all the difference to that one person who's, who's a shut-in. Oh, for sure. And as I'm just hearing uh, the conversations going on, you know, people do make a difference, but they just don't know of it. I think that's one of the 
ways that God works. Uh, so I think back of my rugby coach when I was in year eight. He made a big difference in my life. He probably just doesn't know it. My fourth class primary teacher made a big difference in my life. He made me love learning, uh, but he, he's not going to know it. And I have no way of contacting him and letting him know. And in year 10, my school chaplain made a big difference in my life. He got me reading the book of Romans and the Bible. And that really got me excited about Jesus and, and how God forgives my sins. Uh, but see, all of these people don't know what a difference they made in my life. I'll just give you another story. Like Often I speak in high school chapels, and I encourage anyone who speaks in a high school chapel to keep doing it, because what happens when you preach in a high school chapel is you see just the top of 800 heads, because uh, uh, everyone's just looking at their feet. They don't want to make eye contact with you. And I just encourage everyone, they're looking like they're not listening to you, but they are listening to you, and you are making a difference. So that just goes back to the fact that uh, just like people make a difference in our life, but we don't know they've done it. It's the same with us. God uses us in many ways, and we just don't know the effect that God has had on people through us. Uh, we just don't know, but that's just how God works. Uh, let's take some more calls. Jonathan is in Perth. Hello, Jonathan. Welcome along. Yes, I'm here. Yes, Jonathan, what are your thoughts on what we're talking about today? Yes, what my belief is that when you want to make a difference among between in, in people's life, you don't listen to the conversation or whatsoever another person is doing. You look directly to God, and what God lays on your heart, you do exactly because you want to make a difference. Let me get an example. There was a time in my area, people used to, every time you complete high school, they would dance. They don't care whether they are Christian. They dare dance. So time came when I graduated from the high school, and my parents wanted to dance. That way I told them, I'm not going to dance. They said, why? Are you afraid they've been doing it? I said, yes, they have been doing it, but they don't ask God whether it's God's will. They don't ask. So I'm not going to do it. If you don't want to dance for me or do any party for me because I finished high school, forget about it, but I'm not going to dance. It hurt many people. But at that time, it taught plenty of people lesson because I wanted to make a difference. So a life is in giving in the house of God whatsoever, do it according to the plan of God, make difference, and people will learn from you. This is what I want to share. Uh, Jonathan, that's just fabulous. Uh, let me just ask Sam's thoughts on what you're sharing, because you can do a lot of things, but if you do those things outside of what you appreciate as the plan of God, they might not be as meaningful. Uh, Sam, your thoughts on some of the things that Jonathan was sharing about dancing? Oh, dancing. Well, um, I'm not sure I've got time for the whole theology of dance, but what's interesting is, because um, one of my talks is, am I having fun along the way and we often forget that god is a god of fun and that just as he created adam and eve to work in the garden he actually also programmed fun and play into his creation so god actually wants us to have fun and one of the accusations against jesus uh, wasn't just that he claimed to be the son of god but he actually had too much fun they said hey this guy seems to eat and drink too much with sinners and tax collectors he's always at parties and banquets and feasts he seems to be having too much fun Wow. Okay, well, that's great stuff. And thank you so much to Jonathan from Perth for contributing today here on 2020. Therese is in Broome in WA. Hello, Therese. Oh, hello. Great to hear from you. What's the weather like in Broome today? Oh, it's beautiful. It's very windy <laughs> and, and cool. Okay, lovely. Well, what are your thoughts on, on when we're talking about life? Will I make a difference? What are your thoughts? My thoughts are, is I appreciate people that have talked about the sisterhood and women in the church. 
and how much women contribute to the church. There are some people that have spoken this morning that need to go through Luke in the Bible. Because we make sacrifices in our life. I've lost jobs looking after people. So when you give your life to God, I've done it. Hmm. So what I'm saying is that you have to be selfish a bit. Look after yourself. Okay, what you're saying is you look after yourself so that you can make a difference in the lives of others. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, let's get... I, I have been with the church and I, I knew the abuse and I got kicked out and I'm paying for it still. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it sound, it's a deeper topic than we perhaps will be uh, talking on this particular segment today, but let's hear some thoughts from Sam Chan. Uh, Sam, on what Therese is, is sharing about uh, her own church experience. Mm. All right. Well, well, there are a few things to touch on, but one, uh, Therese mentioned that, you know, you've got to look after yourself, and the Bible's very big on that as well. And, and it becomes a both-and. By looking after yourself, we have a chance to look after other people. So there's an interesting verse in the Bible in Ephesians where it tells husbands to love their wives, so they need to make a difference in the lives of their, their, their wives and their loved ones. But it also says in the same way you look after your body, you know, that's why you need to look after your wife. So somehow it's a both-and. We need to look after ourselves and look after other people. And even to go back to that example of um, what do we do when we see... Uh, a poor person or homeless person on the street and we want to give them five dollars like if we we have to look after ourselves first you know to be able to have the five dollars to give them so it's a bit of a both and there Uh, you know there's a little bit of a common theme coming through in some of the calls today and uh, listeners might have picked this up and uh, Therese highlights this that a lot of people we've been talking today too have in some ways actually had a hurtful experience mm. in in the local church and and it may be that those who've been inspired to call in and participate in this conversation may be coming from a motivation that says well I've been hurt in the past and I feel like I'm not making a difference now uh, Therese you're still with us uh, you no, know have you have you you've cut, you've cut me off because the women the what the women contribute to the church and to society is important and I have been vilified by a church and I lost my job over children being abused. I'm a teacher mm. and I got kicked out and I still rally for children. And I just don't like the fact that men have such control in churches all over the world and women are not mentioned that much in the Bible. Okay, well, it is a it is a slightly off-topic conversation and one we might be able to tackle on another day. But, Therese, certainly I thank you for your contribution today here on 2020. And when you talk about the sisterhood, and, uh, and Sam, as we talked a little bit earlier, someone was mentioning a brotherhood. Uh, there is a mm. sense, isn't there, that uh, this camaraderie that we can find, and we're hearing today that not everybody finds, this camaraderie yeah. in church life, and that's a that's a major issue. And perhaps yeah, you've got yeah. to you've got to keep the search going to find that in a local church that you fit in. But this camaraderie is a very important part of actually making a difference. Yes, that's right. So again, touching on Teresa, she I think she's correct that the Bible has a very strong corrective there that uh, women and men have have very good helpful roles to play, and there's certainly a corrective there in the Bible. 
And as you're saying, the Bible is very strong on the fact that we need each other. But you know, again, as what Teresa is saying, sadly in the New Testament, you know, the reason why Paul wrote all those letters to the churches, which we have now, is there was some measure of dysfunctionality, hurt and brokenness in all the churches writing to. So a big theme in the Bible is, um, again, we are works in progress. Uh, God saves us, he loves us, not because we are perfect, uh, but because we are broken and hurt. And fortunately and unfortunately, when we meet together as Christians, we are meeting with other people who are just as hurt and broken, and they have the capacity to hurt us. So it just shows how much what we need is not less of Jesus, but more of Jesus. So whatever God has saved uh, is, is never over. We need to keep hearing the gospel and keep looking at the gospel for healing and, and, and repair. So again, it's not that we need less of Jesus, but more of Jesus. And churches need that just as much as individuals. You know, I'm loving the reality of this conversation. It's got a certain feet on the ground mm, feel to it. Right. Because uh, let me just see if I can uh, just add to what you're saying there. When we all come together and we're all coming from a yes. hurt past, uh, we all mm. get together. And if we were just getting together in a club, we'd have all sorts of trouble because all the hurts would compound. But because yes. we get together under the presence of God and we search for something that is transcendent above our hurts, uh, then we have an ability not only then to be healed, but then to move forward together and actually make a difference. Uh, does that make sense, Sam? Oh, for sure. So again, it's, we need more of Jesus, not less of Jesus. Uh, and a big theme in the Bible, This, um, I'm so glad we're touching on this, because after Adam and Eve sinned in Genesis, we hear the three curses. One, work is cursed. So, you know, the soil is cursed and it won't work for you anymore. You're going to have to work harder. Two, even giving birth to a child is cursed. There'll be pain and even death, the risk of death when we give birth to a child. But the third one was that a men and women, husbands and wives, won't get on. And I think what the Bible is saying there, not just husbands and wives won't get on, but human beings aren't going to get on. Just like there are weeds in our garden, just like there's painful childbirth, when you took, put two people together, they could be business partners, they could be husband and wife, they could be church deacons, whatever, they are not going to get on. And the only way to fix that is the gospel, is, is Jesus. So interesting, in the New Testament, when it talks about how husbands and wives can repair their relationships, they're giving the example of Jesus. Uh, isn't, it isn't, oh, you've got to try harder, you've got to do this, because uh, we have such capacity to hurt. Instead, we have to look to Jesus. So we do need something that transcends human relationships to heal. And same with Paul when he writes to the churches. He says, you guys, you need to look to Jesus. Uh, your uh, Philippians 2, your attitude needs to be like that of Jesus. So that beautiful hymn we sing and recite in Philippians 2 is written uh, because of the hurt that was broke, uh, going on in the church in Philippi. It's Neil with you. Our special guest this hour, Dr. Sam Chan from City Bible Forum in Sydney. Uh, we've been asking the question, life, will I make a difference? And four questions that we started asking, am I making a difference? Am I somebody to someone? Am I having fun? And will I be remembered? Uh, Sam, uh, I've, got to, I've got our our earlier guest, Lester, who's back on the line. Hello, Lester. Welcome back. You got the you got the ball rolling on this this conversation in in this sense today. You took it in a direction none of us anticipated. Uh, what is it that you wanted to uh, you wanted to pass on a a few I thoughts? Was, actually, I just wanted to uh, wanted to um, uh, uh, thank some of the other callers for their mm. um, 
for their encouragement. I never expected that I'd have such a bit, that I'd make such a big difference to this conversation. <laughs> well, um, I've got to say, your uh, your transparency, as I mentioned earlier, is the thing that actually I think sparked uh, so many people to say, you know what, uh, I can really appreciate that transparency and and uh, just your honesty is just wonderful. Oh, thanks. Um, I did want to mention um, that the problems I had with the church were all my own fault. You see, I um, I did something something wrong, and um, I didn't feel able to obey God right. at the, um, at that time. Well, Lester, uh, most of the things we have problems with oftentimes can come back to our own fault. And look, I want to thank you so much. Uh, we've run short of time. I won't be able to continue, but uh, Lester, thanks so much for coming back and thanking those other callers for their encouragement. Uh, not too long out from news, I wanted to draw some loose ends together and perhaps see if we can end on a high note, Sam. If you were if you were trying to uh, bring everything together, what, what sort of thoughts do you bring that sort of say, this is the answer, uh, don't leave anyone dangling here? What's, what's the way we actually get to a point where we say, yes, I'm going to be able to make a difference? Okay. Uh, the short answer is Jesus. Uh, we need Jesus because he comes and makes a difference in our life first. He gives us a fresh start. He forgives our sins. He puts his spirit in us. And because he's made a difference in our life, now we too can make a difference in the lives of others. So it all begins with Jesus. Uh, he changes us, and because he's changed us, now we have the power and the model to make a difference. Let me bring you to this fourth question as we're drawing these ends together. The fourth question was, will I be remembered? And sure. there is a sense in which, you know, you, maybe you're going to be accidentally remembered. What you've mm. begun to say is there's an intentional thing you can do now uh, that hand in hand with Jesus, you can set out to make a difference. And it might be to one person, it might be to a group. But tell us about this whole of uh, intentionality about how you might be remembered. Well, I think there's a God-given desire to be remembered, and I think it comes from Ecclesiastes 3, where it says God has placed eternity in our hearts. But the problem then is if we try to be remembered by doing great things or being famous by having the trophy family, the irony is we end up breaking those things that we're, we're, that we're using because we're asking too much of them. The answer in the Bible is, well, in Ecclesiastes, is to remember your Creator. By remembering God, we will be remembered. Uh, because he will, we will be able to live on with him in eternity. And then because of that, we can just enjoy the things he's given us, our friends, our family, and our jobs, just for what they are. So we enjoy the present moment without trying to make too much of them, because we are remembered in God's eyes, so we can just enjoy what's around us just for what they are. Uh, you're using this word enjoy. Uh, a lot of the mm. reflection we've heard this hour is that people have had hurtful experiences. Uh, yes. I guess you've got to make a change sometime, but not give mm. up. Uh, get into a, a circumstance where you can find enjoyment in your faith. Yes. So you don't want to belittle the experiences people have had. The Bible says, you know, there's a time to laugh, but there's also a time to cry. And so we do need to weep, we do need to grieve, and then move on to a new reality. And the new reality is we have this fresh start, we have a God who loves us. And because of the new story he gives us, uh, that gets us a better framework for moving on. Sam, I'm going to have to cut us short here, because uh, in order to just say thank you so much for making time to talk to us today... Uh, City Bible Forum, you can simply Google that and you'll see what City Bible Forum does in capital cities around Australia. Dr. Sam Chan, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020.
Oh, thank you so much. It was fantastic. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.